Welcome back to Go Hard Podcast on episode eight. Uh, I'm your host, Noel. We're here with uh, my favorite realtor. What's up, guys? My name is Elio Lanis. I help serve families here in Houston and surrounding areas. Thank you, Noel, for having me here on this podcast. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Let's get it started. Uh, tell us, tell us, man. Tell us about um, um, where do you where where do you mostly sell at? Yeah, man. So I, I help families pretty much all over Houston. I do a lot of north. Uh, we got Spring, Umbo. I go all the way down to you know, uh, Galveston, Alvin. Pretty much everywhere. Go Katy, all the way to Bay City, Baytown. So I mean, anywhere my client wants to buy a home at, I, I'm there. So if like somebody wants to buy a home in, let's say College Station. Or yeah. like some land. Some land, yeah, man. Land right now, it's it's really valuable. They're not making more land, like they say. Yeah. So I mean, land is land is awesome. What about um, why why do you in your bio of your Instagram, why does it say you specialize in um, in first time home buyers? Okay, so like first time home buyers. Or man, new construction. New construction. So both, I love new construction and I love my first time buyers. You know, just being in the journey of a first time buyer. To me, it brings, it brings a lot of uh, excitement. You know, they're buying their first home. It's yeah. the biggest investment. And you're helping them achieve, you know, pretty much one of the biggest things in their life so far. So, man. Like the American dream. American dream, yeah. Yep. You know, so, I mean, I, I had a uh, first-time buyer. Just, you know, my first purchase, my first transaction ever was a first-time buyer. Um, so, that's pretty much what I, I focus in and specialize in. How, how was your experience the first time uh, selling your first home? Man. Like, how was your... Um, you know the transaction and was that like the the stepping stone to like hey i'm gonna do real estate and you know t- it, it took off yeah i'm yeah, not gonna lie to you my first transaction it was a it was a family member right that they've been renting their whole life you know they see me got my real estate license and like hey miko you know help us buy our first home and you know it was to me for them to ask me it was a free privilege and then they bought the first home after so many years of renting and i helped them and after that closing, after they got the keys, after they moved in, it just brought me another type of emotion. Like, dang, this is what yeah. I like. I like helping people, you know, making their dreams come true. What, um, so let's get back to the, the first time home buyers. How, is that like a more easier uh, avenue to pursue in real estate? Or is that like um, a more difficult task for those who don't know? Man, I would say my first time buyers, man, um, you know, they're pretty, pretty much one of those clients you really gotta take care of, you really gotta nurse them and stuff, just because, I mean, they have no clue what's going on, you gotta explain every, you gotta hold their hand pretty much. Yeah. So I would say if you, if you, you know, if you're doing real estate, and if you're new in real estate, and you're focusing on first time buyers, you really have to take care of them. Because like first time buyers, hand. yeah. Because yep. the first time buyers, I mean, they're brand new, they don't know what they're doing, they don't know what the first steps. So if you don't take care of them, I mean, they're gonna go somewhere else, you know, yeah. where they feel comfortable with. And when you mean take care of them, do you mean like answer their calls all the time? Like when they call, answer their texts or emails or like um, shoot them listings like every day? Um, what is your way of doing things? So pretty much, you know, once I get my first time buyer pre-approved, which is the first step, uh, you know, I set the buyer consultation. I set our standards like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll be ta- we're communicating throughout the week until this time, you know, set the standards uh, and, you know, explain the home process the buyer consultation should be explaining the home process so good they won't have to ask you questions throughout the way, throughout the transaction which gotcha. i'm pretty good at you know can you lay out some of that process yeah yeah like- so uh, i mean you know you get pre-approved uh the lender gives you an amount of money you get pre-approved for so we use that pre-approval to set up your you know your search you know 
And then once we set up your search, depending where you want to live at, we'll put, okay, we're looking, you know, in spring, three bedroom, two bath under your budget. Yeah. Right. And, you know, once we find a home, you know, we submit an offer and stuff like that. We do inspections, the appraiser comes and then, you know, boom, you get your keys. So the main thing is pre-approved. Pre-approved. Yeah. If you're not pre-approved, there's nothing much we can do. Enough, yeah. Right? That's like the, it's, it's a, that's it's the starting point, How are you going right? to buy a home? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. And also it goes into like your income to debt ratio. Yeah. Um, you know, your credit. You know. Credit, man. Credit is one of the biggest ones. You know, credit right now, uh, they're accepting loans. Minimum credit score is 580, right? But if you're a first-time buyer, you know, if you want the down payment assistance, first-time buyer grant, you have to be at a, at least 620. Okay. 620, you can qualify for all those perks. What are some other perks that first-time uh, buyers, besides the 3.5% down, do they qualify for? Like, I know there's, like, um, um, there's um, ones that, like, if you buy a house less than 10 years old, you can get... Um, I know when I bought my first house, uh, like, four years ago, they, like, started sending me, like... You can get, uh, you're qualified for this because of your credit. You're qualified for this because the house is younger than 10 years. Correct. So, hey man, Houston, I love Houston because they have all these type of programs. Yeah. Houston is full of investors yeah. that are just giving out these programs to first-time buyers, grants, stuff like that. So, one of the most popular ones is, you know, the, the down payment assistance, right? If you qualify for it, they cover pretty much your whole down payment, right? Now, uh, there's also a hero program for like a firefighter, police, teacher, nurse. Got gotcha. you. You fall into the, the hero program. And that wasn't can, part of that program. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, they can help you with your down payment plus your clothing costs. So, I mean, oh, it's pretty nice. much walking in, in a home with little is no money down. Got gotcha. you. What about veterans? Veterans, man. Veter the VA loans are incredible. You know, no down yeah. payment at all. No PMI. So, you have no, no private mortgage insurance. So, yeah. it's my, a pretty good solid deal. My buddy Patrick just got a... Uh, his VA loan, and I was like, man, he didn't pay no down. No down, yeah. No nothing. Shout out to Patrick, man. Shout out to Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's um, it's it was I was I was shocked by like what they're offered. You yeah, know? Because yeah. like me, it was like just three point five percent down, which is still good. Like for it's, for first time buyers, three and a half percent down payments. Yeah. It's incredible. It's 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 really affordable. Yeah, that's what I got offered, but I I went with the conventional, conventional. because the interest rate was like. I believe it was like um, a certain percentage, a, cer a certain percentage lower. So I, I thought the conventional was for my best bet, you know, yeah. versus the uh, the first time yeah, buyer. First time buyer. Um, tell us about how you started the real estate. Yeah, man. So uh, I started real estate in 2020. I joined. I joined mid February, right before the pandemic. So I started with Keller Williams, right? Uh, man, we're, we're why, at, Keller, why Keller Williams? Why Keller Williams, man? Keller Williams offers so many, so much training that no other brokerage does. They have the training, they have the culture. I mean, it just the culture itself speaks for itself, you know. Yeah. It's just I love the culture here. Um, everyone's friendly. Everyone helps you out. There's that you you feel welcome. Like a good vibe. Good vibe, yeah. A good environment. Good environment, and I mean the systems are already there, so you just have to make them you know yeah 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 so just Where, follow are, them are they just in this location what are the man, locations Keller williams man there's about they're pretty much all over houston right there's one in katie there's one by uh down south by by uh Pearland, clear lake it goes up to kingwood there's one in the woodlands and there's one I mean, there's pretty much one every everywhere and we're, we're here in east downtown east downtown 
Okay. We're the newest KW here. <laughs> and uh, tell us about, um, like, go back to what I asked you about starting. Starting, yeah. So I started, uh, started two years ago, 2020. I started in the pandemic. Man, I was, you know, I was halfway doing my, doing my coaching training at KW. Everything was still live. And then, boom, the pandemic came. We had curfews. We had, you know, going out your house. Uh, man, they canceled everything on me, right? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come to the office. The office was closed. You know, as a new agent, you're trying to do open houses, door knocking. But everything was, all of that was canceled, right? You, you couldn't do open houses because of the pandemic. Door knocking, no one's going to open the door for you, right? So I was like, dang, what am I going to do? All the network events were, were shut down. So I was just like all by myself, you know. We still had training, but it was, it was throughout Zoom. I'm not a really big fan of Zoom. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> but I started, and then, man, I just, every day I would just go visit communities, new construction. Uh, I would take pictures. I would, you know, talk to people. And that's how I started, you know, networking, getting referrals, putting my name out there. You know, I, I would make calls to all my family, friends, in all my sphere. <clears throat> every day in the cold calling? Man, sorry. You're good. So coke, I never done cold calling actually. You know, that's never been my niche. Um, my niche is, you know, just talking to people in person, social media, touching on my own database. You know, everybody like my family, friends. So that's been more of my, my thing. But cold call, I, I know agents in this office have done cold calling, and man, they do it, they make a killing out of it. Yeah. What uh, how many hours they spend? Did you see them a day on it? Man, about you know three to four hours just cold calling every day. To just pick up the phone and boom. Yeah, pick up the phone. Not even it. They put a headset like this and just make them calls. Wow. Yeah. That has to be kind of. Yeah. What but they love it, man. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. people that love cold calling, you know. Yeah. That's how you. That's that's one way you set up. Um, you set relationships with people. Like, hey, you know what? Like How's networking. It going? You're networking. Yeah. yeah. It's like another. You meet form them. Of networking. You know, you eat. You something. You talk about their investment properties. You know, just networking. Yeah. What um, what gave you the competence to build your confidence in Realistic. Okay, so man, that's a great question. Uh, my parents, you know, they've been um, they've been in a restaurant business since I was born, right? You know, my dad has a restaurant. We we were we're from North Carolina. He had restaurants over there. We moved over here to Texas, and you know, he, he right away opened a restaurant. So I've always been in the business industry, maybe not the real estate, but I've always been in the business industry. So I always came, you know, from uh, you know that sales pitch, you know meeting people at the tables, <laughs> taking care of the problems, something's yep. wrong, um, you know, taking care of the staff too. You think that was a big plus? That was you? a big plus, man. That helped me up so much right now. Yep. I'm really, you know, a people person. Yep. I know how to take care of them, something goes wrong, you know, how to guide them, stuff like that. Keep going about what, the, what helped you build that. Oh, uh, where was I at, man? Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's going back to my, my father, man. He, he was pretty much one of the biggest influencers throughout my whole career. You know, he told me, hey, you know, if you want to make it, you got to do this and that. You know, talk to my friends. You know, they're all, they all have businesses. You look, you know, talk to them, see what they're doing. Maybe it can help you, you know, pretty much. I used to, for my dad, I would do his marketing, right? So I would go put flyers in all, all the industrial businesses around this area. So, hey, you know, we do, we're a Mexican restaurant down the street. We can do catering for you when you have team meetings, stuff like that. So I took that same, that same, how do I say it? That same stuff and I took it to real estate, right? I will go door knock. Like the same knowledge. Yeah, same yeah. knowledge. Same thing I was doing for the restaurant, but I did it for my career. 
I was already giving out flyers to, you know, businesses out there. And I was giving out flyers, you know, by neighborhoods, right? Communities or neighbors. And I was sending cards and stuff like that. You know, I would, I would post pictures for the restaurant every day. You know, here's, here's a lunch special. And I would do it with, uh, with real estate. You know, here, here's the house of the day. Or here's a look at this lovely home. Yeah. Do you still call your dad for, like, advice or anything? Oh, yeah. My dad, he's, he's been in my real estate career pretty much throughout anything, you know? Yeah, that's good. Like, hey, how do I deal with this situation? Even though he's not, like, a licensed realtor or he doesn't know much about real estate, but, man, he's, he's a people person. But it's person. kind of like the, like, it's networking. Networking, like the business, yeah. So the business, kind of like he's, been, he's been having businesses for over 20 years. So, I mean, he knows how to run a team. He knows how to treat, a team, treat, yeah. treat clients, stuff like that. What, um, what, is that, could you say that's what motivates you? That's what motivates me, yeah. Your family? My family. What else, what else could you say motivates you besides that, like, family-wise? For, like, purpose and Because I hear a lot of, like, in other podcasts, like, I'll hear, like, yeah, my family, you know, motivates you. Is there something, like, besides your family that would motivate you? Maybe you have, like, um, your motiv- you have a motivation for your plans or your goals um, later on? Yeah, I mean, uh, we all have our, you know, our short-term goals, our long-term goals. Five-year goals, ten-year goals. You know, my 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 goals is all of my goals are based off serving families. You know, how many families can I serve this year? So I mean, that's how, that's what motivates me. You know. So you have that you have that plan. Like I have that plan. Like, like hey, if I can do fifty families in a year, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. Or how how do you set your goals up? Like uh, like being a realtor, how could you set your goals up? Um, well, not you know in general, but how do you set your goals up? For like that year or that quarter yeah that's a perfect question so here at Claire Williams you know they uh, they give you the systems so how to set it goes right they always ask you what is your one thing like what's what's for this year what is your one your why what's your one thing so I put my one thing for this year is serve 100 families so then you break that out no 100 families divided by but by, by 12 what is that but eight, eight point three. It should be eight point three three. Yeah. So I, I know I gotta, I gotta close eight families a month. So eight divided by four weeks is two prop, is um, two families. So I know every week I gotta get two families under contract. Two families under. Two contract. families per week. That's eight families a month. That's eight, eight a month is ninety six. So one month I have to you know crush four more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you get the the point. Do you ever like? Um do you ever, like, set yourself short? Like, come short of your goal? Um, well, I know you've been in it for two years. I've been in um, Well, a little bit over two years. But in the, in the, in the two years that you've been a, rel- in a realtor, you ever come up short? Man. And if you do come up short, how do you navigate that to, like, it, it's, it's fine. I'm better than I was last year. Yeah. Know? So I, I do set up my, my goals high. I mean, this year, last year I set up for 50 and I closed 50 families right on the dot. This year, you know, instead of, you know, setting for 80 or 90, I was like, I'm gonna do double the production. So I, I set up myself for 100 families. It is a big goal, you know, 100 families just myself. You know, it, it, is, yeah. it is pretty high, but um, the higher you go, I mean, the higher you're gonna achieve. I've, I, I truly feel like if you have like a high goal, right? You're gonna hit it, and not, and even even if you hit it or not, but you still come closer than you were before. Before, 
So, like, if you have, like, let's say you do 200, I'm not sure. What, what's the average of people that um, realtors sell? Man, the, the average realtor, if I'm not mistaken, they only sell 12 homes a year. Really? One home a month. Wow. So, like, um, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you, if you shoot yourself high, like, 100, but you sell 50, you're already overly, like, average. Average. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I think that's really good. Um, tell us about how you became the number award winning for Keller Williams. <laughs> number one out of 139? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much 140. Number one, yeah. I, I, I've seen your story. So, number one out of uh, 139, how motivated and hardworking um, did you have to be? And I was part, pretty much in his office every day. Every single day, you know, I was either working on contracts or just setting up campaigns for like marketing, setting up all oh, this quick, I'm gonna take pictures or, you know, I'm gonna do a video shoot here. I was just, man, I was going after it, you know? I know what I had to do to get 50 families, yeah. And uh, I mean, there's times, you know, I missed out, you know, for my friends' events, um, family, I was late to family dinner, stuff like that. But to me, it was all worth it. Yeah. You know, I hit my goals. And in those strategies that you had for Keller Williams, which one could you point out that worked the best? Uh, so we have a CRM system here, right? It's called Command. Pretty much you get, um, once you get a client or a lead, you put them there, you know, <clears throat> it pretty much it works itself, right? And it sends up emails, sends messages, it can even call them for you. So I, w- I would use that as well for me. Like, hey, all this, this, this day I gotta follow up with all these clients that I haven't heard of in three days. So I set up a campaign, I sent them emails, messages, like, hey, how you doing? And then after I send it out, you know, later on I get on my phone and check up on it. Oh, okay, they text it back. So KW, they provide you pretty much all the tools. You just have to, you know, use them. Use them. Yeah, yeah. Um, your first year when you started real, uh, real estate, how many homes did you sell? So my first year when I started in March in the pandemic, yeah. that year I only closed uh, 10 units, 10 properties. Okay. Yeah, so from March to December, it was 10. March to December, 10, and then? And then that year, I was, I, from 10 properties, I was like, I'm gonna close 50 this year. And that's what I did, I closed 50 last year. You closed 50 last year, yeah. and that was like? That was a big jump, like, hey, yeah. you know, I could have been like, I wanna just close 30. Yeah. Well, now why do I, I wanna close 30? Yeah, because your goal was 100, but you, you did 50, right? No, my goal for this year is 100. Oh, the yeah, this, this year is 100. So how many have you done this year? This year, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm like at, like at nine. Nine? Yeah. Okay, so three, let's say three in a month. Well, not even, because it's barely March. It's barely March, yeah. This so March, like, I got a couple of families on the contract. Okay. So that's pretty, you're on the right track then. Yeah, I'm right where I want to be at, yeah. Good, man, good. Is there, do you see any like bumps or anything coming up? Any like um, maybe deviations Pick coming ups. up? Pickups, yeah, yeah that's man. A good one. Honestly, I have a lot of buyers right now. I mean, most of my buyers are first-time buyers, and the market is just crazy, man. It's crazy, you know. They're making it where, you know, we can't even get in with the offers, right? You know, there's so many offers, and all these companies, out-of-state people are buying it. Just, I don't think it's, but well, my opinion, I don't think it's as fair for my for buyers here, you know, especially at a price range. So yeah, it's, it is it is kind of hard for them, and we're not even, you know at the peak of real estate, you know, spring, summertime, you know, everyone's starts looking around because they want to change schools, everyone's on vacation throughout the summer, nurses, teachers. 
So we're, we're not even there yet, and it's already on fire right now. The, I see a lot of, like, um, I, don't, I don't see a lot of, but I've been hearing, like, you people have been selling their houses for cash. Like, they just cash them out lately. Um, like, people out of town from California coming to Texas. They're migrating to Texas, um, you know. Yeah. Um, do you see that a lot? Like, oh, yeah. people, like, throwing cash offers oh, yeah. for, ha- for houses? But they're they're beating the first time home buyers, beating everybody. Yeah, they're beating everybody because it's. I mean, it's, it's just so it's saturated with you know, out of out of state buyers, big company. They just buy properties to rent them out. Yeah, you know all those big company the, buyers. Could this year, twenty twenty two, and since you've been in real estate, has this has this been a market for investors? Honestly, right now, it is saturated with investors, you know. There's there's so many investors that are already everywhere, you know. You can't even, they get a property because they're already there, you yeah. know. But, I mean, I said this once before, you know. There's so many, it's like Mexican restaurants. There's so many Mexican restaurants, but not all of them are good. Yeah. Same with, same with you know, realtors or sellers or wholesalers. There's so many of us, but, you know, not all of us are good. Not all of us or grinding, or you're making it work, or stuff like that. I seen um, Zillow come out before. How did that change? If if you could, like, ask, because I know you, you just started um, a couple years ago, but Zillow changed the way, like, to uh, buy and sell a house, and, you know, that market, and the real estate market, how did you? How did? How could you say Zillow changed that? I think Zillow was one of those companies just out there buying stuff like crazy. Yeah. Like crazy over asking price. Like, hey, a property two hundred, and they'll offer like two twenty, like crazy. But oh that's that's why, I don't know if you've seen the article, but they lost a couple a yeah. couple million last year, of all the transactions they've done. So I mean, it's not. It wasn't one of those, like the smartest things they did because yeah. it all it came back and hit them. Yeah, I seen that. Um, I did see that they took a loss on a big loss, right? Yeah, big, big, big. I, I, I don't even think it was a couple. I think it was like 30, 40 million or yeah, something. Yeah, took it a big loss. Big, I mean, but they were just buying stuff like, like crazy, like nothing. You, you can go to Zillow right now and type in your home address, and like mine was crazy. I was like, man, I'm gonna sell it because I have so much equity. Yeah, they're not, man. Those, I was like, they're man. called Zestimates. I mean, they're yeah, not zest- accurate at all. Zestimates, yeah. <laughs> That's why they lost so much money. They were going yeah. off their Zestimates. Yeah. But another another thing about Zillow, like, you can go and tour, um, like, houses, and, like, they pretty much um, take away, like, the real estate experience, um, you know, from the clients. Is that Was that a big issue? Um, have you seen like Zillow being I, I a never, big issue? I never came across the issue with Zillow. With Zillow, not for what I seen. Because I mean, even with uh, with H, so every, anything on Zillow, Redfin, uh, Trulia, Realtors.com, everything, all those sources, all those third-party sources, come from HAR. Because mm. H, HAR, the MLS, there's the ones that publish the listing. Let me ask you this then: How come HAR only works in like Texas or like in? Like, there, I know HAR is not everywhere. It's because if I go search a house up in Indiana, HAR is not there. Like, I know for sure. Because it, it, it it's based here. Based oh, in Texas, okay. yeah. Okay. 
And then the Redfin, Realtor. They use everywhere, they're yeah. Everywhere, right? They like source. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, I know some people had some Instagram questions. Um, for those who don't know, the, on on gohard underscore podcast dot com, um, I I ask questions um, before coming to meet up with uh, Elio or any any podcast before I come. I'll shoot like uh, if anyone has any questions. So on the next podcast, if you want to ask a question about um, who I'm interviewing or having a podcast with, you can go on gohard underscore podcast. But on one of those questions, uh, what's the youngest customer you had and what advice would you give to a young customer buying a house? I believe the youngest customer I've had, she was 21. Okay. And she bought her first home with her husband. And that was what she do, like a first time home buyer? Yeah, yeah it was a first time buyer. Um, yeah, she got the whole package she bought last year. Okay. Um, let me, let, we're just going to go through some yeah. Q&A real quick, just like off of Instagram, because now I forget. So um, this one says, if I sell my rental property, do I have to claim it as income or can I reinvest to avoid taxes? So if you sell a property, it all comes back to how long have you been having ownership with, right? Yeah. Like here in Texas, if you buy the property today and you sell it next month, it's considered a flip. Yeah. So you have to have it at least two years, right? Before, after two years. After two years, no you tax. can sell it and you won't get taxed on your capital gains. Yeah. But you can always buy a property now, sell it next month, and roll it into a, a 1031 exchange. But with that 1031 exchange, you won't get taxed if you buy if you if you put put that money back into real estate got you but they usually give you a time frame hey you got six months yeah, to yeah, buy yeah. something else but it has to be more of the value of what you bought it oh well, what do you mean like for example so you, let's say you let's say you buy a house for a hundred thousand right right now you fix it up next month you sell it for 200 so now you have a hundred thousand of profit. Uh, profit right if you would take that profit and put it into your bank account at the end of the year you get taxed 20 percent but if you get the 100000 and put it on a 1031 exchange and buy two or three properties, you don't get taxed at all. Got you. Because you're, you're reinvesting it in real estate. Within that time frame. Within that. Within, within with, yeah, months. they have a different time frames. Yeah, but usually yeah. about six months a year. Does that go up like off the state? or? Uh, it's it's uh, the companies that do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this one says, does he think the market will crash? The real estate, do you think the real estate market will crash? Um, you don't have to be like yes and no, just give yeah, me your opinion. My opinion, that. man, that's a good question. Um, I hope, you know, it, it stops rising up. That's what I hope. I hope it, you know, because the prices are going up so high, interest rates are going up so high. So I hope it just levels off. And just, because it's making, it's making affordability harder for, for everyone, right? Yeah. So, so like, I, I think it's going to just stop, level off, and just, but it won't crash like I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll crash like oh wait okay not anytime soon what are, so it's, it's just too many too much demand for interest rates right now what would be you you sold a house today right or yeah. was it yesterday yeah I sold one yesterday yeah what what are interest rates right now man so beginning of the year we were still like in the low threes mid threes right now they went up to about the high threes 3.75 3.8 yeah so they went up that's on conventional or uh, I mean, first time pretty much on anything really yeah I, i'm seeing interest rates I, right now four and a quarter wow i i did um uh when i bought my home 
in 2018, it was 5.3%. And then um, I refinanced and it was 2.65. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I was, damn. When was that? That was um, last year. Last year, man, like last year was like the prime, right? The prime for interest rates, yeah. It was low, it was high twos, low threes. They come in December, they got like two increases, and then generate another increase. And then, I mean, I think it's, it's keep going up. So on one of the Instagram questions as well, they asked, how can someone buy a home cash? Cash. So pretty much like the process, what do they got to go through to get cash? Like buying a property cash or buying, a, or buying real estate if they get paid cash? What was the question? Um, buying a home. Cash? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if you have a property, right, if you want to purchase property full cash, that basically skips the whole part of getting pre-approved because you already have the cash. So, I mean, I would just say contact me, you know, we'll start your home search, see what area you want to um, buy at, and then we'll, we'll throw in cash offers, right? It skips the whole part of the headaches of, oh, where's my credit at? Where's my, my paste of my bank statements? Because you're not, you're not getting financed. You, you already have the cash in the bank. Gotcha. So it makes it easier in some cases. And they, um, do they still have to pay closing? Yeah, so the, you still have the closing costs, but they're not as, as huge oh. as um, getting closing costs with the loan, right? Gotcha. You don't have the origination fees, you don't have the appraisal fees or none of that, all that big fees. What about any, like, um, any, so they don't check nothing from you? Man. Like, you, they don't run your credit? I mean, they don't report, yeah, because you're buying cash. Wow, yeah. that's cool. That's actually the, a good way to go. That, yeah, that's why if, if you see uh, all these multiple offer scenarios, the sellers are you know, they're going with the cash offers because, you know, they're not worried about you losing financing or appraiser coming in low. A cash is a cash offer. Yeah. So it's pretty much set, set stone. And is that like a check or is that like, um, do that so money in, in most cases, nah, In most cases, uh, you know, we'll set up, uh, you know, 10 to 15 day closing closing uh, date so then the lend the title company hey you know your cash to close will be this a much you can bring a cashier's check or you can just wire it from your bank to the title company but they also have to have proof that they have the cash right correct yeah proof of funds so proof you have to funds. have it in your bank yeah um another one i think we closed on i think we covered this it says uh, advice to first-time home buyers that are getting ready to look for a home i mean i would just you know get your credit up there right the higher credit the lower interest rates uh, for some buyers, get it above 620. That way you can qualify for down payment assistance, right? You know, if it's uh, financing is a problem, you want to get as much money as you can. So I would say, you know, get it above 620 at least. And pre-approval is the big one. And pre-approval. Once you get your credit up, once, you know, you have all your, your paperwork in, in place, you know, give me a shout. I get you pre-approved. I got the lenders. Work for me every day of the week, you know. They're ready. Um, another one from the questions. What made you What made you get into real estate? Man, that's a good question. Um, I want to say my dad, man. My dad. He, he he's um, like I said before. He was in a res he was in a, in a restaurant uh, chain, and at the same time, he had about four or five rental properties back in North Carolina. So I would always go with them, you know, pick up the 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 rental money right you know look at the problems i would go with him when people will steal pipes from the property so i was just always observing what he was doing and then i got out of high school and then you know i went to college i didn't really like it 
So I just I pursued real estate. I had another buddy of mine doing real estate that that uh, went to school with me. So I would say, you know, I'm looking up to my dad and just looking at my buddy just kill real estate. I was like, yeah, this, this is what this is what's for me. What's your buddy's name? Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan. Yeah, shout out to Jonathan. Can you keep going? Like, oh yeah, I mean that's pretty much what got me into it. And then you know, I mean, out of car. It's all good. Yeah, that's pretty much what gave me, got me into real estate, other than just uh, seeing the potential in it, as far as helping people, or making dreams come true, and then just, and then I, when I did my first closing with my uncle, like, man, just, they've been renting their whole life, and then for me just to come in and, hey, we're going to buy a property, and now they have something to their name. Do you think um, owning a home is a bad investment for the first time? like rather versus renting or buying a home could you see a home being a liability so th that's a tricky question right i mean there's there's people who's against owning a home yeah. right and there's people that you know they love renting right they're rather rent not worry about everything they're else they're not liable for nothing yeah that person that's owning it they're liable for all of it you know Correct. well that's why you have insurance as well yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean i think owning a piece of real estate having something to your name i mean i think to me that's awesome what about like um putting it under like a business name versus your name if you're uh, so it depends on what you're trying to do like if it's if, if it's your home if it's an investment do you want to put it under your LLC or do you want to put it under your name something goes wrong everything's tied on to your name right right well if you can put an LLC you know get some some weight off your back put it on an LLC but it depends if it's your first home is your investment rental properties and but I, w I would say you know for that you know get with your cpa get it with CPA. your you know you know your your attorney's fear and hey what do you think is best for me because yeah. everyone's gonna get tell you this and you know you want to hear what your cpa is going to tell you right especially like now like you have like tiktokers saying like it's oh, like, yeah. hey buy a home but yeah, i mean yeah. they're just tiktokers yeah, i mean yeah. i will consult with my like my my lawyer friend my attorney, attorney yeah. my accountant like hey what do you think is the best so don't always follow TikTok. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and if you have any questions in Houston, you can always hit up Ilio. Um, another one says, can you give me advice? I'm currently completing my RE courses. Real estate courses. Yeah, re real estate courses. Uh, what was the question again? Can you? Uh, just get, give them advice of, you know, they're pursuing real estate or they're oh, taking okay, the okay. real estate courses. Yeah, man, that's, that's perfect. That's, that's good for her or him. Um, Man, if you're pursuing real estate, I would say, you know, start telling everyone, hey, I'm going to school for real estate. I'm doing this and that. Let them know that. Get your name out. Get your name out, right? Yeah. Even though you don't have your real estate, your real estate license, at least they know if, if they want to buy in two or three months or sell it through two or three months, they have you back in your head, right? Because, I mean, I, um, I did that. You know, I had, you know, family members wait for me before they buy, friends like that. Like, you would hate to see you get your license and then you see your cousin just buy a home that same day like damn you should have waited for me right have you seen that though? Uh, i mean it happened to me it happened to my <laughs> friends that but it all comes through letting everybody know right yeah. you gotta tell you gotta let people know if not they're not gonna know what you're doing yeah so i would just say hey you know stop posting stuff oh i'm at real estate school today and look at me i just took my first exam just letting people know and then you know you start networking and stuff like that and by the time you get your license you already got like a whole downline of people you're you're touching up on like five homes already like five like homes already <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is your um do you sell it do you get more clientele online yeah social media is probably one of my biggest uh it's, it's my niche you know it's yeah. my 
my biggest uh, lead tracking is social media. And like, um, pretty much anybody on, do you, pretty much anybody on social media can, can like call you, I mean DM you and say, hey, I wanna, I'm in Houston, I can, um, you know, I wanna buy a home. Yeah, and you're, man, I get about five to 10 DMs a day, those type of DMs. Like every day, hey, I'm a new first time buyer, what I have to do, hey, this is, hey, my name is this, this blah, blah. What, what's the first step? I get those questions like about 10 times a day. For, so like, and I, I, I hurry, hurry, have like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Um, here are the requirements. Here's my preferred lender, and I email them stuff like that. And how serious are they normally? I mean, most <laughs> of the time they're serious, right? Yeah. But then I send them the link, like, hey, apply here, and they won't apply. So then I follow up with them two days later. Hey, how's it going? Did you ever apply? And they, they don't respond. Or like, hey, I'm kind of busy with work and stuff like that. And that's just for the brokerage, like the application for like to know legitimate of like who they are, right? No, so the application is to get pre-approved. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. if you're interested in buying a home, here, here's the application. Let's get oh, that's some pre-approval. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I, you send them the I send pre-approval them straight to it. Yeah. Like, hey, what's your email? I'll send you the Man, application. That's pretty good. Yeah. If they're serious, they'll apply. Yeah, 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 for sure. If they want to buy a home, they're they want to buy a home. They get pre-approved. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's the biggest one for like, um, if you want to buy a home. Yeah. Like, hey, you can't. Yeah. We can't do nothing without the pre-approval. Um, what did you do before real estate? I was working at my dad's restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I w- pretty much did it all my life. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me check something. Real I quick. got the mind shut off. Let me let me let me get some more questions in before we keep going on. Um, do, does the Keller Williams brokerage give you any clients? Like, do they ever if, pass you on any clients that yes. maybe like another realtor or yeah. are like overwhelmed about? Yeah. So. I mean, and real estate here, I mean, Kelly Williams itself, the team here, right? At some point, you got all these rainmakers. They're considered the people at the top not the top notch, the top agents. They're called mega agents, rainmakers. You know, they get so many clientele a day that they can't, you know, instead of not replying back to somebody or looking bad, they just refer them out. Like, hey, you know, I got this client looking this area here. Take them, right? Yeah. Instead of not, you know, just leave them alone, they'd rather just refer them out. So in this brokerage, yes, there's a lot of leads going here and there. Uh, but I mean, if you don't talk to nobody here, I mean, there's nobody going to get leads, right? So network outside. Yeah, to network outside, here, but in here. Tell like, hey, I'm a yeah. new agent here. What can I do open house? Or where can I, uh, you know, just be a, a fly in your office, you know, just see what to do, stuff like that. And then the coaching here, I mean, they give you a list of, of, of cold calling, right? Here's all the physicals, all the expires. And they give you a list of all the numbers to make calls, but it's up to you if you want to make the call or not. Yeah. So they give you anything, they pretty much give you everything you need, but it's up to you. Yeah. What about the, how long, how long are the courses to take to become a realtor? Uh, so, and if you could, it's everything in your if place. You could, if you could like say how much is it to, I'm pretty sure like somebody would want to know. Yeah, like yeah. So uh, I went to Champions Real Estate School right here in, in Houston. There's about four locations. One in Galleria, one by Champions up north. Uh, they have one in Katy, and I think they have a new one. But um, it's six courses, right? Six real estate courses, and then once you get your certificate, you know, you, you do your background check, you send your thumbprints, and then you take the state test and national test. The course itself... Is it hard? Yeah, man. The state test, it's, it's not hard. They just make it tricky where pretty much all the answers are correct. So you got to find the best correct answer. Gotcha. It's one of those exams. But... Um, Did you get licensed? 
right. Yeah, body with his license, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, six courses, it's pretty much everything at your own pace, right? If you finish it in a month, you finish it in a month. If you finish it in six months, you finish it in six months. So that's, that's I mean, it's on your own pace. No one's there to guide you on how fast you want to do it. Uh, then you take your exam, and once you, <clears throat> once you take your exam and pass it, then you're officially a realtor, but you're inactive. Oh, okay. You're on, you're, you become active once you select the brokerage and hang your license. What if you want to get your own? Can you get your own brokerage? It takes four years. Four years? Four years to, to, to test for the brokerage, uh, broker license. Okay. Is that something you want to do? I'm not sure yet. You know, I like being independent here, solo agent. Yeah. What about any, like, um, new realtors? Any advice for them? Like, any advice... Um, for like somebody who just got their license yeah. that are not active and looking for a brokerage? Um, I would say, I mean, interview a brokerage, I mean, there's one thing, you know, about people see the social media and they think, you know, they're all taking pictures, all smiley, smiley, but, you know, interview them, see what, what else do they provide, you know? It's not always about the pictures, social yeah. media, it's a big lie. Talking about, hey, what type of courses do you have here? Hey, what do you do for training? What, what have I... I have a question at this time, where are you gonna help me or are you gonna guide me? You know, and then comes the pictures, right? And then comes all the, the fun stuff. But I would really interview who is gonna give me the best resources for my, my time and my value. Yeah. What are some pros and cons of being a realtor? What are some things you like doing, like of, of being a realtor? And what are some things like you just hate about being a realtor? Okay, I don't if, hate nothing about the, being a realtor. Or not, not uh, like but uh, let's say, let's start with the cons. Man, the cons, you know, you're your own boss, pretty much, right? You can wake up at ten, your or you can schedule. wake up at four, right? Yeah. It's really up to you. So at, at the beginning, I was when I was big slacking, right? I wake up at you know eight, nine in the morning, start my day, and boom, I get to the office around eleven. But I mean, you already half day is over. Yeah. And like, I can't be doing this. So I started waking up earlier, working in the morning. I work out in the mornings. And then you'll you see, you'll see that again. Like, oh damn! It's already eight a.m. and I already did so many, so many things. So, pretty much, biggest con is you got you have to hold yourself accountable. Liable, accountable. Yeah, and accountable. that's hard for some people. It took me a while. You think that's why you sold fifty homes last year? Yeah, I mean, I was. I was on. I mean, there's days I slept four or five hours. Oh damn! Yeah, that's crazy. Late nights. I don't recommend it, but <laughs> you have to do what you got to do. What about any um, mentors? in real estate you have any mentors i'm sure you do but if you do who are they uh so man i have a few mentors here well we, here in keller williams we have like a mentor class right we do oh, okay cool we are like it's like it's once a week we all get together we talk about our goals we all we all hold ourselves accountable right and then it those goals are based off the month right so it's four it's uh four times a month and we all have like one thing that uh the host is accountable if something if we don't meet those goals you know you have to give something up that whatever you said pretty much really yeah like what so for me man i get a haircut once a week like i can't go <laughs> it's funny i can't go a week without a haircut so i told my, my thing is if i don't hit you know eight families a month i'm gonna get a haircut for three weeks yeah and, i mean that to me that's scary to me man a haircut Without in three weeks, I mean, I wouldn't even go out. I yeah. don't think I would even step out the house. What about would you sell at home? Huh? Would you sell at home if you didn't have a haircut? Man, I don't think I'll even take pictures, dude. <laughs> that's that's yeah. to me that's scary, man. Yeah. Other people are like, hey, you know, 
if I don't hit my goals, I'm gonna pay this much or something like that. But to me, I mean, to me, what makes me scared is my haircuts. Yeah. As, as funny as it sounds, but and other people, you know, it it really depends on the person. You know, what what uh, what can't you do for a week, right? Yeah. So you find that stuff and you hold yourself accountable. What could you say the upside of commercial real estate is versus residential? Uh, commercials. I mean, commercials are where the big dogs are at. Yeah. Right. Commercial yeah. is awesome. You know, uh, there's there's many aspects of commercial, right? You have your your multifamilies, you have like the shopping centers, the commercial land, buildings, right? Um, man, so commercial is it's like a big door. It opens way many doors, right? There's I do work with a lot of commercial lenders, commercial investors, so yeah, it's pretty broad. Do you have any like investors like to say, hey, if this comes up, call me. I have cash. I need I need to buy houses. Do you have any investors like that? Man, I have about 30 of them that hit me up every day. Really? Yeah, like, hey, we buy houses cash. But I mean, um, this, like I said, the market is saturated with those investors. So that, so that's what you mean by saturation, is that you have... There's so many investors out there. They, they all want something. They all want to buy. Everyone wants to buy. Yeah. So another thing, too, that I've been seeing, um, how do you think... I've been, I've been seeing, like, tiny homes and... You know, I, before, this is a reason why I wanted to act like a realtor. Um, there's a company called Boxable. Um, have you heard of them? I haven't. They're, so it's pretty much like a, a manufactured home. It's a box. It's small, like 920 square feet. Um, they have homes that are like uh, two. You can, it fits, it fits like two bedrooms in them. Could you, could you say. Can um, I sell that? No. Oh. No, because it's like they, they sell like their houses. They're like forty to 50,000 homes, and you can like place them. So if you buy some land, you can place them there. Um, just look them up. They're called Boxable Boxables. on Instagram. Um, could you see like a wave of people going that way? Like living smaller because they don't want a $200,000 house. They want something that they can Livable. go home. Yep. <clears throat> something you can afford. Not more, it's like more affordable, but it's also like a way of living because they're like smaller they're, they're living small and yeah. you know they don't need so much space and they want to explore like travel i never thought about that actually never, oh. I, I never i never thought about that but that's that's like a good idea you know living yeah not living you know small but people, living simple yeah you know like for example you know what i mean rob like the container like, homes like the office you see the container homes, there? yeah like that's I, I see that more like outside and like Outside of yeah. Houston, like big man and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like more like uh, minimums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing is with that too is like you might not be able to raise a family in one of those, but, but you hey, can live. you're a happy couple or hey, you're a happy single dude and yep. you just need something consistent on some land somewhere. And, you know, you want to you travel. Yeah. Like an RV, like a. Yeah. Man, I've been seeing some pimped out RVs, man, inside the. Some Pretty of them good. are expensive. Though. They are expensive, oh, though. Yeah, <laughs> they look really clean, and I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that's like the new, the new people, thing. Move, yeah, minimalist people, not so much big house, not the million, but the you know, yeah, not the smaller home that they want to just travel and view the world, and they live in a boxable. What's crazy too to think about is like a lot of these people that live that way, they're actually really wealthy. Yeah, they yeah. Probably, they probably could afford the bigger homes. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, people who are lower class and like poor and stuff like that, or like they keep 
jump cars around. Simplicity. See value in yep. it, you know what I'm saying? So having that like minimalist option, that means you probably have like the option to do the other two Yeah. As long as you're happy. Yeah, yeah, true. What are some what are some hobbies that um you're into? Other than than real estate, I I am pursuing getting my private pilot license. So nice. I fly planes. Cool, man. Yeah. How long has that been going on? Man, I started last year in February. So I've been doing it for a year now. Like year and a month, year and two months around there. Okay. And but man, I, I should have been done with it already, but it's just real estate, man. I, I'm, I'm literally busy like every day. Yeah. And you said uh, Ellington Field, right? You fly it Right Ellington? there in Ellington, yeah. Okay. Nice, cool. Down south, yeah, I love it. I fix planes for a living, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I kind of like. Yeah, flying you know, is, man. So I, get, I fly. I taxi. I taxi Airbus. Yeah? Airbus 320s. That's what I. I can taxi them, like go, in, like go on the taxiway. I just don't take off. Yeah. <laughs> but I can taxi. That's cool. Navigate um, controls, um, you know, the steering. We pretty much, you know, hydraulics. Yeah. And all that, so that's my. Flying is where I'm free, like. North servers on my phone, everything's blocked off, not worrying about contracts or, you know, nothing. Just, just flying the wind in the, in the air. Just hearing towers. Yeah, that's, that's what I like. Just hearing towers. Just hearing, just, <laughs> look at, just looking at the clouds. Yeah, GPS. Relaxes me, and, yeah. Navigations, analogs. Pretty much. What other hobbies are you into? Man, just that. Um, I used to gym a lot, but. <laughs> used to what? I gym a lot. Oh, okay. I used to gym, but I, I kind of slacked down on it. But, um, yeah. I'm getting back to it, but just pretty much just real estate, gym, uh, gym and flying. Whenever you have big goals in real estate, and like you said, you had your hobby in um, going to the gym, do you think there's a time in life where you have to pause your hobby to pursue? I mean, I, I know, I, I, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but I have my own opinion. What's your opinion on that? Like, um, stop your hobby to pursue your your bigger goals i would say yes and no like 100 percent. you know i got to a point where hey i had i had to get 10 people on a contract this month or i wouldn't meet my goals by the end of the year and 100 percent, you know i gave up the gym like it was i was it was either i was flying in the morning real estate throughout the day and gym at night then i would wake up all tired sore barely barely awake flying planes so like hey i gotta give up something so i gave up the gym and then I hit my goals, but man, I, at the end of the day, you gotta balance it out. Like health-wise, I gave up everything. I gave up the gym, give up the stuff, but I met my goals, but like, hey, you know, you wanna balance it out. So I would say yes, I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much give up anything to meet my goals, but at the same time, you wanna balance it where you know, you're still happy at the gym, still happy flying. So that's kinda hard, right? You gotta leverage it out, which I'm still learning. Not everyone's perfect at that. Yeah. But once you get your leverage, once you had a time block, stuff like that, it helps you out. Really, I can still fly, gym, you know, sell real estate. So it's pretty much a yes or no. You just gotta find your your uh, your, your leverage, your balance. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah, for sure. Because then you get like you gotta get friends. Like, hey, you know, let's go drink here. Or let's go eat. And you're like, damn, I haven't hit the gym in four days, and stuff like that. And if I drink today, I can't fly in the morning because I'll be all hungover. So. You gotta learn how to say no. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta learn how to have fun too. So it's kind of just balancing, which is hard. That comes back to like accountability. Accountability, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, real tough. You can't you can't hit the gym for four hours 
and I mean you can hit the gym for four hours and then go hard for you know your career and then but you know you have to take accountable like sleep's important sleep is important get you your seven eight hours yeah how does your schedule how do you balance your schedule out on a daily uh, day-to-day basis like i said i'm still learning how to how to balance my schedule it's pretty much now it's more uh it's more organized but it used to be everywhere right uh i, I just hired an assistant right so she comes in at eight i come at nine so from you know six to eight i do my workouts I get up at five, go to the gym at six, you know, I lift. And then she starts her day at eight here at the office. And then once I come here at nine, we pretty much, you know, do our, our team huddle. We'll do our to-do list. Like, hey, what's going on? Where, where's our numbers at? What do we have to do today? And then, you know, after nine, you know, pretty much from 10 to 12, 1230, I do, you know, all my calls, my follow-ups, you know, my warm calls, you know, hey, you know, Hey, how, how did everything go yesterday? Follow-ups and Follow-ups, stuff. stuff like that. My social media posting. And then after 12, that's when I go to on appointments. You know, either, either it's a lunch with a client or a showings or closings. I try to do everything after 12. Because my mornings, you know, is being productive working-wise. Right? After 12, I do, you know, if I want to go tour a house, take some videos, I have a photo shoot, I have a client that wants to hang out, catch up, I do it after 12, right? And then, you know, after 12, 12 to 3 is pretty much where I have more free time. And, you know, after, you know, 4 to 5, I'm either here at the office or still, you know, running around. Uh, but at the same time, I'm doing my afternoon follow-up, you know, everyone for the morning or everyone I didn't get a, get a hold of in the morning, I call them up in the afternoon. And then now I fly in the afternoons. So I, I fly in the afternoon. So if I'm not flying in the afternoon, I'm just here organizing around my home. I seen you own um, a Washateria <laughs> on Instagram. How's yeah, that, how's that been going? Pretty good. Yeah, I bought a, I bought an apartment complex, and at the same time, I had a Washateria attached to it. So that's that's another business I own. Washateria. Okay. Yeah. So you own the apartment. I own the apartment complex. How many the, doors is that? It's a, it's five doors. Okay. All so it's smaller, with, smaller. Yeah, apartment. it's smaller. Mm, it's a five, it's okay. a five doors with the Washateria. Okay. Did you get it like fixed, like already um, renovated, or did you have to renovate it? No, it's pretty much it was a solid deal. I bought nice. it. It was already rented out. So I mean, I was just going up there and taking my quarters from the machines. Yeah. What are any other? Uh, you invest in any other assets? Just real estate, man. I have I have a few other properties that I have. Okay. I have a duplex, and I have a, another single family. What about um, like. I'm sure you heard of it. It's all over like TikTok and stuff like that. But did you ever think about getting into like digital real estate? No, I, I don't think I've heard about that. Digital real estate? Yeah, man. It's like um, I've been hearing about it. I'm actually, I'm actually like um, in it. It like you can buy like NFTs. Oh, okay. Um, you can buy like NFTs like on properties, um, like in different worlds. Um, people rent them out. Um, you can buy like a mansion, like a digital mansion, um, and people rent them out. Or people, um, you know, they they can rent, like I said, the land. They can rent game players to people, um, like action figures and gaming. They, people rent them out because they look cool or whatever. Um, you ever thought of like digital real estate? Not really. I mean, I'm not against it, but my primary. Investing it's and focus in real estate, physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I don't know if you want to check that out, but that's really been like really popping. Like, yeah, I, mean, I see it all over social media. It's just, I mean, 
doesn't really catch my attention, you know, I see you. Yeah. Uh, my best properties are going out. I like it way better. Yeah. What about like, could you maybe, are you like all focused on real estate or like, do you, does anything else catch your like attention as far as investing? Um, like maybe crypto stocks? Stocks are always has catch my attention. Yeah, stocks are pretty cool. Uh, whenever Doge came out, I mean, I invested like a couple hundred in it, but nothing serious, you know, nothing like, hey, I'm on throw all my life savings in there because yeah. I'd rather just throw it in real estate. To me, real estate is where it's at, yeah. in my opinion. Um, yeah. Where do you see yourself in five, five to years, ten years? Five to ten years. Five years, I'm going to have, you know, my top producing Empire real estate team. That's where I'm going to be. I have, I'm going to have me and my big team of real estate taking over Houston, setting half of Houston, all, all right. over Houston. What about like uh, another state? Could, could you think about like expanding to like? Yeah, man. So state? actually, I want to expand uh, my hometown, Mexico. Oh, cool. Uh, Allende, uh, Monterrey. I want to. I want to sell real estate there. So that's that's been another of my goals for this year. Nice. It's you know slowly transitioning over there. Have you have you checked like the market over there? Man, the market's pretty hot too over there. Yeah. Really? But the, the, the houses are man, they're gorgeous over there. Yeah. How is it? Uh, how is it to get? Have you like did some research? I, I did a slight research job in it. I haven't, you know, been really committed to it because I've been busy here with stuff and work. But man, you know, there's many ways to buy a property there. You know, you can finance it over there. Uh, you can finance it over here. You can say you could do a payment plan. You know, you can, there's a lot of ways you can you can do. You can buy cash, right? You can set up a, a bank account over there. Some some require like a double citizenship stuff like that. So there's there's a lot of things to it, but um, I'm still working to get like 100% details of uh, Mexico real estate for buying over here. But I mean, there's other people doing it, so I don't I don't see why no one here can do it. It's yeah. not impossible. Yeah. So the, like the like the migration over there to set up like a business. It wouldn't be that complicated, right? Nah, probably. Especially, I think, with, especially with, like, dual citizenship. Yeah, yeah. way easier. If, you're if you have dual citizenship, it's way easier. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, I think that'd be good. What about in, like, the states? Like, I think California would be trash, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, any, any other states? Um, if it would be another state, I mean... I'm already licensed here, but maybe a, a, a surrounding city, Austin or San Antonio, or Oklahoma's if, cheap. Or if it be another state, man, I would do my hometown where I'm from, North Carolina. Okay. Oh, okay. That's where. That's you're where from. I'm from. Yeah. How long? How long were you? Um, I was there or? until I was like 12 years old. Okay. Yeah, for 12 years. And then you came to Texas. Texas, yeah. So for someone that wants to get into real estate, they, they never. Um, you know, did research anything? They just had the thought of, man, I want to be a real estate agent. What advice could you get? Could you give them? I would say 100% take that leap, right? Jump for it. Um, reach out to me. Reach out to any real estate friends that you might know of, and just you know, ask them questions. Like, hey, what's my first step? What I got to do? Get into real estate course, um, accomplishment, get your certificates, pass the test, and then start interviewing brokers. You can ask me for any tips. Uh, Keller Williams is awesome. I love the training. I love the culture. Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all you, the first steps you have to do and then just be out there. Is it all, is, it, is being a realtor like all gravy as people think it is? Or is there like, 
you got like obviously you have to put the work in but you know like 100 percent people post like it's commission based so if, if you don't it's not no one's gonna pay you by hourly salaries whatever you sell is what you get paid so if you're not if you're not out there selling buying or helping people then you're not getting paid yeah, at all for sure yeah, yeah. because no one's gonna hey here's a check for doing nothing right you have to you know look for the people um help them close a property sell a property so yeah most people think i'm gonna join real estate or make so much money and then i think yeah they where they're at yeah they see the 80 percent of, of realtors uh they quit the first year 80 percent of realtors quit their first year that's some good data yep and how many of them do the 20 percent pursue i'm guessing right uh man i think like the first three years another 10 percent quit wow yeah it's not for the week yeah not for the week nice so thank you for tuning in to go hard podcast uh follow go hard underscore podcast on instagram tune in to go hard podcast um youtube channel subscribe on there we're also on spotify and apple um make sure if you're in houston to follow What's your Instagram? Elio Realtor. Elio Realtor, if you want a house, uh, any house, um, new, old. New construction, resale, if you want to sell a property, want to invest, learn how to invest. Cash. Pretty much Airbnbs, anything you want to do, I'm your Realtor. Here's your Realtor. Thank you. Thank you, guys.